1: In a Mississippi Minute That's right Welcome to the Mississippi Minute, I'm Steve Azar Yep, reminding us all as we get back to the land of the living a little at a time Follow all guidelines along the way, state and federal There's certainly many wonderful things to do right here Just right outside your door, in your backyard, in your front yard Just go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more Today's guest, a wonderful recording artist and singer-songwriter Whose songs have been recorded not only by himself Most importantly, but George Strait, when did you stop loving me? I know she still loves me. Troubadour, come on. And Leanne Womax, never again and again. The list goes on from Lubbock, Texas to Music City. And his story and journey, everywhere in between, is what today is all about in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. So let's bring him on, say hey, hey, hey to this fabulous hit maker and good dude, Monty Holmes. What's up, Monty? What's going on, old pal? What's happening, man? It's been a long time.
0: Oh, I know, man. I'm just sitting around in my underwear, contemplating my navel, just yeah. like
1: everybody else. <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah. Every, every musician I know. That's what we're, that's what they're doing right
1: now. When Don I, Sampson's, I, I said I got to get. I want to. Who do we, I want to interview now? And he sent me you, and I said, Oh Lord, have mercy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> How is, uh, how is it all going there for you now uh, with everything and, and music? First of all, Music City was sort of in a transition. Music Rose, as you and I both knew it, uh, was sort of turning into other things and uh, scattered all over town. Uh, and then now we're dealing with the, this pandemic and everything that's going on. So how is it for you right now, and how's the business?
0: Man, uh, there is no business right now. Yeah. I mean, it's like... You know, like I said, music row is music row is gone pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's all condos and all that stuff now. It's tough, man. I mean, it's 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 hard for guys like us to make a living these
1: days. Well, obviously, we went from the the days of sales where it was so important for us. You know, just to keep publishing deals, and all of a sudden, then they're streaming, and it's just interesting how along the way that we that music of all things that people cannot live without was such yeah. was so devalued you know crazy i know
0: man that, that's been going on for a while i mean you, yeah. you just mentioned it you know streaming and um uh, you know back in the day you, if, if you got a george Strait cut i mean it didn't even have to be a single you could you could make a living because he was selling five six Seven million records, right? You know, right. and uh, you, you know you got money on uh, record sales,
1: right? It's crazy right now,
0: and uh, th- those days are gone. I got a, I got a statement from uh, Spotify <laughs> or one of them a few years ago, and uh, the writing was was on the wall before that. But it was uh, my song Troubadour had been streamed eight million times. And I got a check for forty two dollars.
1: <laughs> I'm, so, I'm glad I am glad I can laugh about it right now because I've seen them come in for a penny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. uh, I don't know if it's music reports. I don't know where it comes from. And I'm going like, you know, uh, a lot of our friends and I'm going like, uh, and my, my wife says, I'm going I'm to cash this penny check. And we cash it. You know, I'm going, <laughs> like should you save them? Like wait until we get like a couple hundred of them maybe? Or, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, look, we're talking to Monty Holmes. Monty, let's go back now. And uh, as we're complaining and griping right now, by the way, I was the first one that ever got a copper record with Waiting on Joe because they took me to, to D.C. because that record was so it was the Napster days and it was one of the most illegally downloaded records of the year. And when they brought me there to speak, I was going like. I mean, do I at least get a copper record? You know what I mean? Like, is there a color? You know, give me something, you know? <laughs> so anyway, my timing wasn't the best either. So, so I was sort of, you know, finally have your hits, and then you're going like, where are the sales at? And then you're going to, to play all these gigs, and all these college kids are singing every word to every song on the record, but there's no sales to justify it. And the places were packed, and I started going to their apartments. That reminded me of my apartment in college with a beanbag, a dog, but they had computers. Which back in my day, we had punch cards. You know, we couldn't bring the big computers home. And he goes, "This is where we're downloading your music." And I went, "This is awful and awesome." And anyway, it's what it is. All right, I want to go back and and set the stage. You growing up in Lubbock, obviously a thick, rich musical history. Uh, take me back growing up, and where did the inspiration come from back in your wonder years? Uh, was it somebody in particular? Was it family? Was it through osmosis? You know, Take me back to your wonder years.
0: Well, you know, Lubbock's a great town to be from. <clears throat> um, <laughs> man, when, when I grew up, there, the truth is, there wasn't, everybody I knew played music, it's, and everybody loved music, because the, the truth is, uh, there wasn't anything else to do you know i played baseball and 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 all that stuff and uh played and played guitar and played records yeah. you know that was kind of that's what we did you know and and uh <clears throat> i've always loved music i've always always messed around on the guitar and yada yada and uh one day i heard merle haggard singing which is you know a lot of guys story a lot of guys in this town it's the same story you heard merle haggard and that was it you know and so I, I was like, holy cow, what, what is this? And uh, I found out who he was and tried to learn all his songs. And I was like, well, where did that come from? And <laughs> I found out about Hank Williams yeah. and Jimmy Rogers and Ernest Tubb and Lefty Grisell. Lefty was a whole other story. And uh, I was just uh, obsessed. I still am to this day, you know. And uh, I just I just love country music. And uh, I, I love Writing country music, uh, when I when I was a kid, I the first thing I'd do I'd go buy a record, and I'd flip it over to see who wrote those songs, you know. And those names became so familiar to me; it was like I knew those guys, you know. Right. And I wanted to be one of those guys. You, and, and uh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and you know, and uh, long story short, I, I ended up in Nashville. I, I wanted to be Merle Haggard. You know, I wanted to ride them and sing them and all that stuff, and uh, that's kind of you know that's kind of my story, really.
1: Well, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna, I'm digging a lot deeper than that. You're gonna be a, go lay down on the couch for a little while. All right, uh, get your cold rag and lay it down. No, serious talking to Monty Holmes. Monty um, leaving Texas. Okay, let's just talk about. You know, obviously, Mississippi, thick in history, and, and you know, you get Muddy Waters. He goes to Chicago. I mean, people left to go make records and all that, uh, but there were yeah, so you many...
0: Yeah, you come from a big musical yeah, area, man. too. You yeah, know, I love man. kind of the same way. Like I don't know whether there's something in the water, you know. Well, it, is. Know it is. There's but.
1: absolutely something going on. But I guess my question is: I knew it was always around me, and, and moving back, you know, I couldn't wait to move back when I got to the point where I could and let my kids soak in what I had. And I mean, it's because of this region and land that inspired me so much that I ever had a career. So I, I give credit to the grace of God and 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 the state of Mississippi and my Delta. But with you leaving, especially with a state that's got such a grasp on nurturing artists and you're getting to make a living, our pal Pat Green. I mean, he's gotten to stay there and make a living. I know he had some national success, but the bottom, you know, and Radney Foster and I have spent a lot of time in the writing room, uh, but he's in Music City. He made that, that plunge to leave, but he, but his roots never left him. I guess what I'm saying is, I left the Delta because I knew I wanted, needed to still be mentored by by writers that were you know that were in the game, and I needed to really finish learning, and you know I needed a major tune up. You know what I mean? So, what was the reason yeah, for that, you to that's, kind of,
0: that's kind of the same with me. I, I, I moved here to learn. You know, and if, if you're going to do it, you know, all the music I loved came out of Nashville. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I kicked around Texas for a long time. I, I played, you know, bands and stuff, and, and finally, it was like, you know, if you're going to if you're going to do it, if you're going to play with big boys, you got to be where they are. You know? Yeah. And uh, I moved. I moved here to learn, and uh, I was fortunate to uh, meet some and uh, be able to ride with some great writers like Hank Cochran. And, oh yeah, uh, 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 great mentors, and I learned. I learned how to write songs, you know, and um, I, I just. I just love it love it. I'm, the, I'm still addicted
1: to it. Oh yeah, well yeah, whereas, well it's a, it's a disease that we want to keep, you know, it's,
0: it's, <laughs> it's one of those We don't things, want a vaccine sure for this. The, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Exactly. I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like one of those it's like I could
1: not do it. No, there's no way. That's you know my I mean? point. Don't don't you get sometimes people that come to you and and that you can tell immediately if it's inside them and it's it's for real, and it's forever. It, it, there's no sure. choice. You know, everybody goes. You know, what would you have done? What, now there was a point when you're a kid, growing up, and you're thinking about your life and all that. But at some point, when you make that decision and it's, and you're all in, I mean, we're both looking back now yeah. in the rearview mirror, and that road's pretty dang long now, and uh, and it's a blessing, even regardless of the times of the change uh, uh, of of everything that's that's happened. You look back in that rearview mirror, and it's uh, it's pretty incredible that we're continuing to get to create on our terms, and somehow figure it out. We're with my pal Monty Holmes here in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Go to Mississippi.org to find out all the cool things you can do, even if you're Lubbock, Texas, like my guest today here <laughs> in a Mississippi Minute. Stand by.
0: Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Supertalk Mississippi.
1: My producer's going to be excited for the second time out of 400 interviews that I got the time right on that first uh, segment with my pal, great, great singer-songwriter, a recording artist, hit big, a big old hit songwriter, Monty Holmes in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org. There's, if you can't leave, you can't jump on a jet this weekend, and don't want to deal with all that, you know, goes down with that, although I've done it, and it's, it was all right. It was pretty cool. It was it was doable, uh, a little different, but just go to visit Mississippi.org. Everything cool is right there in front of you. So many great museums and culture and history. Uh, I can take you on a personal tour. Are talking to my man, Yeah, Monty. baby. I'll take you on a, a tour, Monty. Get your tail down here. Thanks for going over. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, we're talking to Monty Holmes. Mon- Monty, the value of live—you know—I grew up playing live. It was—it was extremely important, you know. And I was writing oh, yeah, songs and whatever, right? So you talk about that, bat and you come into town. That was the one thing that you knew that you could you could rely on when the time was right. You're writing the songs and then you go, oh, we want to see you live. And I was like going like, okay, that's the part that, that's the part that, that I know feels comfortable, you know? So. Yeah, but,
0: that's the fun part.
1: Yeah, yeah. So growing up, your value was a garage bands. I know you said you played out, but like, like where were you playing out as a kid?
0: Uh, well, uh, just wherever I could, man. You know, it's like, I probably like everybody else. I started, I, my, my first gig was just, sitting around playing Merle Haggard songs in a little bar in Lubbock uh, you know for 25 bucks a night and uh, I was I was in hog heaven man <clears throat> and uh, kind of went from there and decided to you know put bands together and I've had uh, been in a million bands and played all over Texas and New Mexico and uh, Arizona and Colorado and all that stuff I had a, a band and a van and a trailer and off we go, you know, and it was it was a great learning experience, and you know I was like I was the only singer in the band so four hours of me singing
1: man, I know man.
0: it was a, it was a trial by fire for sure
1: well that's what it was it was four hours I don't know where that number came from, <laughs> but I don't either man. but it was it was like a shift on radio you're exactly right. The bottom line is it was yeah. four hours for us now, for me, my throat. Took its toll. I remember one year when I graduated from Delta State, I had two hundred one nighters on the books. We we really got going, and it was a lot of colleges, a lot of frat houses, sorority houses, bars, you name it. Funerals, weddings, (laughs) I don't care, man. We were doing anything that you want me, you want us, we're in. But with that said, you didn't care, man. No, no, we wanted to play, man. They were gigs, you know. They were gigs, and all of them sort of got you ready in its own way. But but um, I guess. My voice, it just finally, at some point, it was after the Waitin' on Joe record, and it just finally gave up and the cysts got really big on the right side. Did you ever go through some vocal cord issues?
0: Yeah, I've absolutely. About, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe longer now, I uh, started losing my voice. and I used to have great range and all this stuff. I could just sing all night, you know. And, yeah. Uh, just uh, uh, I can't sing like I used to. Uh, but I learned some extra. I went to Vanderbilt and went to <laughs> yeah. local doctors over there. And they gave me some exercises to do and stuff. And I did some of that. It, it seemed to help a little bit, you know.
1: Did you go into the but, knife uh, at all? The what? The knife. Did you have to go into the knife? No, 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 no. Yeah, well, I did. And it was... Uh,
0: did you really? Well,
1: yeah. I mean, it was hard, man. It was... Uh, you know, my doctor, He he was... He was with Osof, so at Vanderbilt, but he moved over to St. Thomas. Uh, he was really great. And uh, and he the last thing, any, you know, great doctors, the last thing I think they all want to do is, ha- is do, do surgery. They want to just try to figure out a way to prevent that. And uh, yeah. unless some doctors need to pay some, you know, maybe they got a, you know, ma- Maserati you. or something. Yeah, are you kidding me? I mean, because, listen, I had... A big old cyst on my throat. I couldn't even, I had no, there was no use of it. And then when I'd sneeze or I'd do something, it'd rupture. so it ruptured. So, right when it starts to get wow. smaller and better, it, it, it never would work. Yeah, man, it got bad. And then, but listen, the crazy thing was five days after surgery, it was like they said, we can start talking. And it was so clear to the point where I was worried that it was too clear. You know, long story short, it was a blessing to get that done. All right, let's go back. We're talking to Monnie Holmes. All right, Monty. Do you go off to college, or do you go? Is, is your college the road?
0: Well, um, I had a cup of coffee at Texas Tech <laughs> there for a minute, and then um, I actually went to uh, a junior college and got a, a degree in respiratory therapy. Believe it or not. And wow. Uh, that's what, that's what actually got me to Nashville. Uh, I had a, you know, it's one of those deals where where you can get a job anywhere. Yeah. So uh, I had a job waiting on me when I got here and, uh, that kept me alive, you know, while I was kicking around trying to write songs and stuff. And, uh, but that was many years ago. That was a whole other life ago. Well,
1: I know. So how were you able to juggle it and actually be effective in the learning process looking back?
0: Well, you know, I worked, um, uh, like three to eleven, and which gave me my mornings free, and I would just kick around and and uh, call publishing companies and and mm-hmm. meet other people that were trying to write write with them. I would have wrote with a dog back then, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: If if he could have held a pen and played <laughs> a guitar,
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, then I met Don Sanson, and he was like the first real songwriter I ever wrote with. We became instant best friends you know we've been best friends for 35 years now.
1: that's not a bad one to meet you know what i mean like no. of all the ones to meet yeah. that was that's pretty special right there i mean he's such a special yeah. guy and a great writer and he is, just man. a good dude There ain't another one like him no there's really not in fact he's coming to do coming to greenville to do my mockingbird you know we have to cut the crowd in half and all that but we're still doing it next uh, it's gonna next week so i'm looking forward to seeing him here i got to get you down we'll get you down for the festival, we're going to, if good Lord's willing, we get to do this uh, in March. We're doing basically a series, uh, I mean, basically a, a festival celebrating all my songwriter pals, you know, and coming together, and hopefully uh, by March 5th and 6th, uh, we're going to be able to do that, and it's going to be a farm, a friend's, friend of ours' farm. They've got this incredible layout. It's so cool. We did a benefit out there, a songwriter benefit last year. I had Anthony Smith, and I got Ira Dean to come down, and and when Barbara, wow. we had Carrie, kurt you know and me and we had such a good time that's
0: trouble right there
1: son. oh well, yeah but there's there's going to be about 12 or 13 of us next year so we're, <laughs> it's got, the delta will never be the same but it's called the mockingbird songwriter music festival i, I want to get you to come down for that you, i think we'd have count, a lot of help me in baby you got it you got it and you get you get paid and everything it's crazy how about that? Wow. Yeah, I That is crazy. Don't tell anybody that. I don't want anybody to know we're going to pay them. My
0: first question usually when somebody <laughs> asks me to come play a gig is, how much is this gig going to cost me? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm never doing that to my buddies, man. It ain't happening. I'm not. I want No, and listen. Now I do do that. I kill everybody at our foundation charity event because everybody comes in from the sports world, music world, uh, film world, every all entertainment to help raise money for the arts for kids down here. So that's been wonderful for us. So I will get. You, I will ask you for the freebie for that, but you get treated like you know the rock star that you are. But this other thing is is work. We're talking to Monty Holmes, Monty you're in the keep mississippi beautiful studio although you're texas man by via nashville uh go to visit mississippi.org folks please trust me so many cool things to do the blues trail markers you can just follow them find a great meal take a picture by all these incredible things you end up in liverpool we were there given the the british invasion theirs and and it's an amazing thing the country music trail which Marty Stewart and myself have been so blessed to be on. And speaking of Marty, congratulations uh, for being inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame soon. He's a brother and a absolutely pal. so excited about that. But with that said, you get to play DJ. So let me think who I want you. Would you like to hear Marty Stewart or Howlin' Wolf? Oh my God! Yeah, I made it hard on Marty and Howlin'.
0: Holy cow! Yeah,
1: but you can't. You can uh, only have one. That's the way it goes.
0: Uh well, Howlin' Wolf. It was like, first time I ever heard him, he scared the hell out of me. I was, still about years me. Old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Was, I mean, talk about one of the kind now.
1: Yeah. Well, I
0: love Alan Wood, but Marty Stewart, I, I did a gig with him up in Canada a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a little songwriter thing, and he, him and his band they did a big show. And, and, we sat there and I was like, "This is the greatest live band I've ever heard in my life."
1: It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> those <laughs> guys, I can i
1: could not believe how good those guys yeah, were. Tight, they a long time together. Holy cow, they're good. So does that mean it's you're going to go him, with Marty? Man. You going with Marty? I'll go
0: with Marty. You I'm got going it. With Marty. Marty's a good dude, man.
1: We're with Monty Holmes, and here comes some Marty Stewart here in the Mississippi Rock. Minute. Let's crank it. From Memphis down in Tennessee. Boy, I drifted in from Georgia about 1953. Just as long as it's greasy, as long as it's fast, as long as it's pumping honey, it's gonna last It's a hillbilly rock. Beat it with a drum, playing them guitars like shooting from a gun, keeping up the rhythm, steady as a clock, to a little thing. folks, Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at GBTOnline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In
0: a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: You're live and in person in a Mississippi Minute, and I am, uh, man, I got my just a great singer-songwriter. What a good dude, Monty Holmes. I've heard so much about him. Monty, we hadn't really gotten to know each other, so this is how it happens uh, in, in this case. I know we all have our little, you know, I, I was writing with one group of guys, you were writing with another, but at some point, uh, there's an intersection and a crossing and a common thread and denominator, so I appreciate you spending a Mississippi Minute with me. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Folks, please trust me, it's so many great things to do right here. In your backyard. Give you something to do. Uh, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, as always. I like that.
0: Monty. Actually, I did, I did meet you one time. Well, no, I know we've met. Old, I know. Old Natchez Golf Course.
1: Yeah, that's right. And
0: uh, <laughs> you had your boss over there and hanging out with John Daly.
1: Yeah, we were shooting the You Don't Know a Thing video. That's right. That's wild. Wow. Plugging
0: beers. and
1: Yeah. I yeah. was like, man, this
0: guy's
1: got a <laughs> pimping, son. <laughs> Those hey, listen, those are some back that back in that day with the Exxon mobile bus, they wanted it on the road at all times, so I would call my driver sometimes at eleven to twelve at night. You know, I'm thinking uh, Taco Bell sounds pretty good right now. What do you think? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I and I used to try to push him to I pushed him as far as he could as far as like let's stop the bus and go off the beaten you know, let's go let's go see the uh, uh the Grand Canyon. He goes, you know, uh, how are we doing on time, you know yeah baby and he never ever wavered I, i pushed as hard as i could to get him angry at you know and so i thought the taco bell one would just get him yeah baby i'm on the way you know he was 30 minutes away (laughs) just (laughs) i used to get massages on that bus just FY. so i was pimping. did you you do
0: drive through
1: (laughs) yeah i would have tried i would have tried i asked him let can let me drive the bus and so one day he did, and the the band started to wake up because I think it wasn't as smooth a ride. And they came, one of them came up. I think it was my my sidekick Jason. And he goes, "You you got to get out of that freaking seat." <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is, Monty? All our drivers smoked and drank Mountain Dew and coffee, mm-hmm. and I mean, like they were like a walking and everything fried they ate, and they were like they were in control of our lives. You know?
0: <laughs> oh, know, man. Heart attack looking for a place know, to happen. I
1: know. I know, with all of us on the bus there. It's crazy looking back. Hey, Monty, So, All right, so let's get to the hits, man. Let's go. You you've got you came to town with a job opportunity that could set you up. That could send you anywhere in the world. You go to Music City. You meet our pal Don Sampson. And you guys become friends. Do you start writing together? Or you become friends first.
0: Yeah, we um uh, uh we started writing Together and we wrote some stuff. And uh, we had, we had uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of his name. I'm going, I'm going blank right now. That's all right. Uh, uh, never mind. I can't remember his name. We had his first single. But, uh, oh, what's his name? <clears throat> but we, we were writing and I was meeting some other people. And uh, i like guys like Donnie Key I ended up getting signed over there where, where Don was at uh, Opryland Music called Opryland Music at the time. right? And uh, Neil McCoy, that's what i
1: was to Our boy I'm Neil, kidding. I love him.
0: Good dude, man. Me <laughs> and Bob wrote his first single. Called, it was called If I Built You a Fire, I don't know if you remember that.
1: Yeah, wow. Cool,
0: cool video.
1: Yeah. Great entertainer. But, uh, Neil's still a great entertainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's not from Mississippi, is he? He's, he's not. And I don't... I, is he from... I think... We're have to He's from good. Texas. I think he is from Texas. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, like East Texas. I was thinking New Mexico, but I think Texas, yeah.
0: But anyway, I was over there at Opryland and uh, uh, started around with some of those guys over there, like Whitey Schaefer was over there at the time, and Donnie Keys, who uh, taught me so much about songwriting, as did Don Sampson. And um, me and, me and Donnie Keys wrote uh, When Did You Stop Loving Me? Yeah. Together, and, uh, uh, that's that's kind of a funny story. I, I came in. We had we were booked to write, and I, I came in, and I had I had the first section of that song done, uh, just in my head, you know, and uh, came in, and he was he was I shouldn't tell on him, but I've never seen a man more hungover in my life than <laughs> Donnie Keith was that morning, and he said, "Man, he was actually laying on the couch." He said, "Man, I don't know if I'm I'm up to it." I'm up to writing today. And I said, well, hang on. Let me play this. So I played him what I had, and he sat straight up and said, man, I think we can write that. <laughs> and about 20 minutes later, we had the song. you know? dang right you so. did. That'll, hey, that'll
1: <laughs> sober you up, baby. That'll take a hangover away, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was quick. Anyway. It was a quick, uh, you know, You know. have you, for me, and I write a lot by myself, but for me, the ones that fall out now, I mean, like, as you get, I mean, the ones that you're, you, you, you depend on your subconscious again and you don't have to sit there and sure. just try to figure so much out because you've gone through the, you've gone through the doing and doing it over and over and over for you. Have the, have the best ones come out pretty quick or, and, and have you had yeah, any, one? I think so, yeah. man,
0: I think, I think that's right. It's like, it's just a little gift of God, you know? Because,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. Always. And
0: uh, I, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not going to sit around for four hours and bang around on a song. If you have to do that, the song's not gonna be any good anyway, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know and the the good ones the good ones that come quick you know uh, when you Stop loving me and troubadour came came real quick uh wrote that with Leslie Thatcher I don't know if you know oh that,
1: yeah absolutely know. absolutely she's
0: a she's a whirling dervish yeah. she's
1: a, <laughs> yeah uh, special
0: extremely talented so when
1: talented you start person. when you start getting your your first hits, or you hear yourself on the radio, your song on the radio for the first time. Had you heard yourself on the radio first when you did your deal, or did you have your hits before?
0: Well, I had it, you know, I, way back in the day when I was still in Texas, I, I made a couple little records, you know, and, and they'd get played on local radio and stuff, and so I heard myself then, you know. But hearing George Strait sing your song on the radio well, for the yeah. first time, <laughs> That's pretty
1: cool, you know. That's cooler than hearing me. Well, it's it's the reason it's cooler than hearing you or me are me or or most of the people we know. Actually, probably all the artists we've ever met is because it's George Strait. <laughs> you know, just yeah. uh, so so just just the. uh did you, well, did you get to go in the studio? Did you get to play on any of his records? I mean, I, I, we both know the, who's making those records, and we know the players and all that. We've had them work with us, but yeah. uh, did were you ever involved in the session? Get to come out and hang no. out? No fly on the wall? Uh-huh. No songwriter no. on the wall? Hmm.
0: No songwriters on the wall? Just spell my name right on the record and send me my check. You
1: know, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so Leanne, I did a bunch of shows with Leanne. I I, I love her. She her voice is just. It's remarkable. Oh my God. We love her. So, when you get that cut, how does that come about? And what's the inspiration wow. for the song? Man, I
0: used to do uh, all my my demo sessions at a studio called Texana. And uh, it was owned by uh, this couple, Barbie and Ken. Come on. Oddly enough. Yes. And I got to be friends with him. And Ken kind of ran the studio. And uh, Barbie, just uh, great people. And one day Barbie said, Man, I. I Will you teach me how to write a song, and I said, "Sure." So we booked a day to write, and uh, I was at like the Kroger or something the the night before we were going to write, and, and there was a, one of those national choirs that was a picture uh, Liz Taylor; she was getting married again. And said that the the the, <laughs> yeah. the the headline was "Never Again Again." And I went, "Wow, that <laughs> sounds like a song." <laughs> so uh, we wrote that song, and it was just, it was so country. It was just for me, it was just kind of an exercise in writing a country song. Yeah, <laughs> How country can it be? And next thing I know, this girl, Leanne Womack, had recorded it. And I, I didn't know who she was. I was like, cool, you know, let's, I can't wait to hear it. And when I heard the record, I just about hit my knees. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. She's the greatest singer I've ever heard. She's insane she is.
1: good, man. I, know. I was like, holy cow. And it sounds like that live exactly. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, yeah. she's she's one of those people.
0: She's never hit a sour note in her life. I
1: know, I know.
0: I it's, hate her actually.
1: Yeah, we, <laughs> we shouldn't like her. We shouldn't like her at all. It's like, we're talking to Monty Holmes, and he's got hate in him now. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so so that happens, and that goes down. Did you ever get to the point? Well, back up for a second. When did you tell your former? Uh, boss and profession that brought you to town that allowed you to meet Don Sampson and everybody, when did you tell them that, uh, I'm out, you know?
0: Uh, you, you are know, you st- was, are you still um, doing it? <laughs> when, I, when I, when I signed a, when I signed over there at Opryland, I guess, you know, I was, they were, they were actually paying me to write. And, and me and Don had that record out and I was like, eh, okay, I think it's time. I can uh, back off of the regular gig, you know, and uh just never look back from there, you know. Yeah. That was 1989, maybe, something like that.
1: Yeah, that was a while back. I'm an
0: old old man, huh?
1: No, you're not. Well, if you are, then I am, and I'm not gonna. I'm not admitting that just yet. Although this pandemic, my hair grew way out, and uh, there's some different colors rolling in. That uh, that let's just say it's not blonde or dark or whatever. It is gray, and I kind of dig it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I kind of dig it. Hey man, I own
0: it, huh?
1: I'm owning it. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit dot to find out everything cool you can do right here. I own that always. With my pal Monty Holmes. We're gonna be right back and lock this Mississippi Minute up. You're rolling down the highway with us. Stand by,
0: baby.
1: Hey, folks. For over 75 years, Guarantee Bank has been committed to meeting the financial needs of their customers and communities. Even during this challenging time, that commitment remains the same. They're always there to serve your everyday banking needs, answer your questions, offer support, and get through this together. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I
1: snuck in tonight at half past two. Welcome to the final segment of In now a Mississippi right. Minute visit mississippi.org is the place to check out come on man it's like a it's like a menu of culture and history just right there in the keep mississippi beautiful studio with my beautiful pal hanging out monty holmes this man has written some hit songs and uh just what a what just a wonderful career and journey he's had everybody's got a yeah, little bit baby. of a version you know hey baby hey baby <laughs> i had a hey monty i had this one record guy that take us to radio stations hey baby BB. That's how he told everybody, BB. You probably worked with him. And anyway, I can't go any deeper than that because it got it got offensive and, and, and hardcore, man. I used to go, man, this is what gets records played. Oh my gosh. So anyway, uh, As it I, usually does. Yeah, I had a strap I had a strap on the head a chin strap and, and helmet and, and pads and everything when I went to went on a radio visit with him because it was all in. We're talking to Monty Holmes. Monty, so take me now. You know, have you moved out yeah, of Nashville yeah, a little yeah. bit? You you are you sort of out of the hanging out there, way out in the country, or what's going on? Where you where are you?
0: Well, I'm I'm actually back in town. I lived out in the country uh, for 25 years. I had a uh, farm out there, and yeah, uh, kind of gets to a point where you know the drive into town gets a little bit longer every day, and, and uh, the kids are gone, grown and gone, and had the big old house and everything. It's time to downsize, you know. Yeah. And so we're we're in a little house in uh, Franklin, Tennessee you now.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. So and I love Franklin. We lived in Franklin. Yeah,
0: Franklin's good, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty a, laid back. They still do the uh, Saturday uh, market. The the big. They
0: old. do. We go every Saturday too.
1: My dog, I loved the band plan. They got fresh fruit. everywhere. it's a farmers market, folks. I can tell you right now, it's one of the best I've ever been to in my life. And I've been, I used to do that. I on I, Saturdays, I'd go different farmers market all over the country, from Maine to Oregon to you know Seattle to, uh it just everywhere, and just loved it. Yeah, they have a good one. They have a good one here. Yeah, really good. So how's the? uh just the feeling with this, the city itself, and 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 when it went down on when it went to lockdown, you were having all this crazy growth, right? There's people all over the place moving in. They said what 200 people a week or a day. I don't know what it was, but we we both saw Nashville. Well, I was here when I went back. I freaked out and saw there's one more. There's a bigger building than the than the Bell South Tower, the Bat Building, and there's more of those. Yeah. you know, and and so how has it been? You know, as a guy that saw Music City uh, and 2nd Avenue and 3rd and 4th Avenue with nothing there, and now, yeah. you know, what's it like? And you're moving back into town, so you must dig it a little bit.
0: Well, it's kind of like nothing there again, you know. it's <laughs> They can't make up their mind, you know, whether they want to open it back up or not. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just, uh, just, the whole thing is, man, I, you know, I'm like everybody else. I don't know what's going on, man.
1: Yeah, just, uh, or are people making records kind of, now? I mean, I just I'm making records, but I'm here. But well,
0: you know, the truth is, dude, that's kind of the way they've been making records. You know, you, yeah, yeah. You do a basic track, and then you you send it to the drummer, and he puts drums on it. And you send it to the fiddle player, and they put fiddle on it, and guitar player, and that kind. Of, they just sit around their house, and, yeah, and put their parts on. You know,
1: yeah. They're probably in their so, underwear like you are right now. You yeah, know?
0: contemplating their navels. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not gonna get over that today. That's gonna live with me all dang day. I just want you to know. I'm not. I don't appreciate that. Just, just FYI. Well, are you triggered? I am triggered. I'm triggered always. Okay. Triggered. All right. So look, I'm we're gonna totally get good. through all this time together, and obviously, music is is uh, is usually the. You know, I, I'm. I don't want our listeners to feel like that. There is zero bitterness. I'm so grateful, and they know that. All, all you guys know that, but. Man, these are some trying times. I mean, we got you know for venue. You think about the people that work at the venues of all sizes. The the people that that deliver the food. You know, for uh, the everybody, the merchandise people, people that sell merch for people, people that drive the buses. There ain't no buses. You know, they're. The I don't know companies. how they I
0: don't know how people are doing it, man. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy to me. I mean, all these venues that have live music. How are they how are they get keeping
1: their doors open? Uh, they're not. They they're. they're just it's just, just going to be, and when it when it all is said and done, it's, there's going to be a lot of casualties here. And it's, it's going to be yeah. in a lot of professions. I mean, we, we're, sure. we're talking, we have a lot of friends that are all hurting, so we're all hurting together. Uh, it, you know, I think Amazon's rolling pretty good. but <laughs> And I think the paint stores, yep. I think people have painted as much as they can paint. And I know people are liquor drinking. Stores. Liquor stores. That's what I said. People are drinking. I got friends that own liquor stores, and they go, uh, let me just tell They're you, every, every day is New Year's Eve. <laughs> That's not good. That's
0: not good. Well, I can testify for that. You know. <laughs> All right, brother. The wine bill has gone way up. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. I know. The wine bill definitely has gone up. Well, look, you go do your thing. I'm going to bring you down to the Delta. And uh, and blessings to you and your bride and y- you guys and your family. And stay safe. Folks, we've been with my pal Monty Holmes in the Keep Mississippi be Beautiful Studio. He's got a beautiful soul, as you can tell. Go check his music out. I'm sure, you, well, obviously you've been checking his music out and you didn't even know you were checking his music out because it's all over the place. Uh, but also just a tremendous artist as well. And uh, so check him out. Uh, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio as always. Go to visit Mississippi.org. That's your next getaway. I'm Steve Azar. Monty, thanks, pal. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate right, it. Later on. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. Where you can take your sweet time. I'm still trying to find my way. Hey folks, for over 75 years, Guarantee Bank has been committed to meeting the financial needs of their customers and communities. Even during this challenging time, that commitment remains the same. They're always there to serve your everyday banking needs, answer your questions. Offer support and get through this together. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.